0: Samach Aleph Amud Beis four lines on the bottom. Tanur The The morning's a starts here, goes till about the eighth, ninth line on Samach Beis Amud Aleph. First word on the line there. Well, we'll get to it when we get to it. Tanur Rabbanah Hamadlikas Agadish Vhayu Vidalku. We basically saw this yesterday. You light a fire, it causes somebody's stack of grain to burn, but there were other items in the stack of grain, Vidalku, and they all got on fire, and they. Got ruined. Kol machlagis Rabbi Hudu the Khamim, Rabbi Hudu, we underline noimer meshalim kol mashaya b'saychi. Whatever the value is, is inside, the person's is responsible. For the fire has to pay. The Chamin noimerim. I the Chamin. No. In the meshalim, ela gadish shelchiti. No gadish shelsoirin. If his fire burned a pile of wheat, he pays pile of wheat, pile of barley, pile of barley. Now, let's say the item was I don't know a boom box that was worth uh, sixty five dollars. So, you basically take whatever the size is, uh, the width, length, depth of the boombox, and you imagine that was grain, and that's what you would have to pay. Comma. Now, this is all qualified. Where is that? That's where you lit the fire in your backyard. And it spread and it lit your neighbor's stuff on fire. However, if you are, and this bumps you up a level of uh, negligence or. Um, maybe even potential malice, if you lit a fire in your neighbor's backyard, then you have to pay for whatever's in there. What are you doing in your neighbor's backyard, lighting a fire? Rabbi Huda would agree to the Chachamim, the Chachamim were a little bit more gadish. let's say I went out to, Yerachmil, a place in my backyard. I said, bring in your stuff uh, to pile it up. The Higdish Vihitmin, so you piled up some stuff, and you also put your, uh, uh, some clea in there. You hid something in there. Shane Michel Mellon to make Godish Bilvat. That if I end up damaging it, listen, I told you to bring in a pile of wheat, not a pile of wheat and a, I don't know, a, a Fernando Valenzuela rookie card. Uh, and you put your Fernando a Rooker card, because who's going to look looking for a Fernando a Rooker card, in a pile of wheat. Anyway, comma. Also, here's four different possibilities. Let's say, and I say, uh, you know what, you could, you could pile up some wheat, and you bring in your barley, or case two. So I say, bring in your barley, and you made a pile of wheat. Or, I say, you don't know, bring in your wheat, and what did you do? You bought a pile of wheat, but then you covered it, with siren, so from the outside it looks like siren, but like, I don't know, 90% or so the inside is all chitin. Or, the fourth possibility, I said, bring in your siren, and you brought in siren, but you covered it with chitin, in all those cases, again, since it's my backyard, and I told you to bring it in, Shane a mishalem siren bil vad, that you only pay, that would be me, I'm the one, if I damage it, the deme siren, which is a lesser, per unit siren is cheaper than chitin. Siren is... Nowadays a little bit different, but in those days it was basically it was animal food as opposed to human food. That's the end of the braisa. Here's a very interesting case. Amar Rava, I circled Rava's name. Dinar the he's You give a gold coin to a woman, and gold throughout all history was much more valuable than silver. You give her an actual gold coin and you say to her, Be very careful, it's a silver coin. That's really gold, but you said silver. Let's say there's a few possibilities. Either she actively damages it, or she's just negligent and something happens to it. So he skatu, or he skatu, which I underlined, if she actively damaged it, now, you told her it was silver, it's really gold, then Mishalem has dinners off. She has to pay back a gold coin. Why? Mishum da'amar because the man can say to her, my havilich das kase." what were you doing I don't know, with the pliers and the blowtorch and you know sawing it into pieces or throwing it into the Dead Sea? that that's totally your fault. True that I said it was silver, but it was gold, and therefore you have to pay for it. Whereas Posh boy, which I underlined, if she was just negligent and then something happened to it, and by the way, when he gave it to her, he said it was silver, then Mishalem Eshel Kesef, she only has to pay back the silver equivalent coin. Da Amr she can say back to him, Hey listen buddy I didn't look what I don't know Gold, silver It's funny a woman would say I don't know Different gold, silver But she says I don't know Different gold, silver You said it was silver I watched it Like I would a silver coin kabili <speaking in Hebrew> Like the, the Watching responsibility Of silver Is what I took upon myself dahava. <speaking in Hebrew> but a higher level of Watching of gold Like kabili alai. And therefore That's a uh, Reasonable Accepted claim Period I'm a Mordechai L'Revashi y'all Rava Mas did We have Rava's name Circled about six lines ago We did And that's why You have this teaching In the name of Rava. However Anan Says Rav Mordechai mi Pshita Lan We have it Like from the Tanaic source <coughs> Here's a two line quote From the Tanaic source uh, We just had Chitin Sairen If you told them To bring something And pile it Into your backyard And it was wheat But it was covered With barley Or barley covered With wheat Eina Ela Bilvad you know what has to be uh, compensated for? The cheaper barley. That's the end of the snake source connector. Alma, Amrale. it's very reasonable that he could say to him, Netirusa de se'iri Kabili alay. Like, barley. Either I told you to bring barley, or I saw it and it was barley. I took barley to watch. Hachanami, so to by the woman, Amralei, it's very reasonable that she could say to him, Netirusa de la kabili alai. I didn't take the higher responsibility of watching gold. I'm fine watching silver. I got a silver Kaiser for Shabbos. I got a a, a silver um, uh, besomim thing, but I don't have any gold in my house. Actually, we can relate to this very much. I think most people probably have a few silver pieces, some more, some less. Most people don't have gold pieces in their house. Some do, but at least. I'm Amar Rav. This is such an interesting okay, three-liner over here, but Rav says... Um, I once heard something from Rabbi Yehuda, probably about this issue, I don't remember what it is. I don't know if this is when he was getting older, but Amarav, Shamis Mil the Rabbi Yehuda, V'lo Yadana Maihi, who's his famous Marpluta Shmuel. Shmuel comes along and says, really, you don't know what you heard, V'lo Abba. Abba, was a term of either uh, respect or uh, honor, Mai Shami Ale, you don't know what you heard? And I, I, maybe they had discussed it, they learned it, know, years ago, or days ago, or decades ago. The Rebbe Yehuda, this is what it must have been, I says Shmuel to Rav, and I, we're not going to see Rav say anything back, so probably agreed. The Rebbe tamun b'eish. According to the Tan Rebbe Yehuda, we've seen it a few times, that he says that something that is hidden in the pile of grain would be chay for that. Comma connector, also to kanas. nigzal b'ishoy. Essentially, they were making the Takanas nigzal, just like the Rabbanan, if someone has something stolen from them, right? We don't know what he stole from them, but some guy broke into his house and stole it. We allow him to come, we allow the homeowner to come to court and to swear it was X, Y, and Z. Now, even though we don't know what he stole, he's allowed to swear and he's allowed to collect it. So too, over here, the guy who, why'd you come into my backyard and burn the the pile of grain in? I had X, Y, and Z in there. We allow him to swear and he can collect that. Boya meymar. How about this, though? Asu takanas nigzal b'masor o'iloi. Hmm. A typical masor is one who tattles to the Gentile authorities. A lot of times it was tattling to the Gentile authorities about uh, people who were keeping their religion. Uh, Other times it was about money that they might have, assets they might have, and uh, the Gentile authorities from about many times in history didn't have the right to take these Jewish assets. However, you had these uh, snitches, these Jews who would would sort of like... um, uh, inform on them. So let's say you had one of those. Do you do the Takana's Nigzal with him or not? That's a great question. Well, did, did that person, by the way, that informer, cause direct or indirect damage? It was indirect. He didn't damage anything himself, but it was certainly significant indirect. So, according to the opinion who says, courts these days do not see to what someone did to cause somebody else to lose money. Lot um, tibailach, we're not asking the question there. Mesirus, namilo dainina, just giving over information to some authorities. And the authorities come in, we don't judge those cases. However, eleki tibailach, the question is, the other mandamar, which I think we can like, and I squeal on the mandamar, did dainina dina de Courts nowadays will see to these cases. Then the question comes back. Asut nigzal, be masor, if someone gave over assets, do we allow the one who had his assets seized, to come into court, swear what was there, and then sue the guy for it? De mishtaba Or not? Teku. The issue remains unresolved. Here's a guy who probably wishes he was practicing his uh, football in somebody else's money box. There was a guy, De batash pekas de dechavre. He, batash, he kicked, I know they were near the... Near the sea, or maybe out on a boat, or on the deck somewhere, and he kicked the like uh, money box of his maybe. friend, and it maybe went too far. Whatever it is, he kicked it, and now it's in the water and it's gone. Shadie Benara, he you know, threw it, like, kicked it into the into the water. Asamare, now the owner comes. Um, and he's gonna say, Hey, you know, you owe me for that. You know, uh, this and this, that's what I had in, the, in that money box. And please now uh, compensate me. Well he also revealed you for underline revealing for ayin bay. I always think of Kama'in Be as he stroked his beard. It doesn't mean that. It means he looked into it. But you can imagine like the, the rabbinical thought process going on. mai? what do we say about this case? Ravina those it was Ravashi. what do you mean, Rabbi? Isn't this basically in principle the same case as our Mishnah? Lav You got this spot? Yeah, well I thought you said Raviosi. Ravashi. said Ravashi. Uh, yeah. I, I could have said Raviosi. So, uh, okay. so is it, what do you, what, what why do you have that deep in thought look on your face, Rabbi? If this is our Mishnah. Titsnan. Our Mishnah had said here's a quote for a line and a half right angles, that if, uh, you know, some pyromania comes in and burns down somebody's uh, house or uh, building, that he has to pay all the contents also, it's quite normal people to leave things in their house. And and therefore, what would we say in this case? Uh, is it normal for people to keep money in their money box? Yeah, so the guy should be able to come in, say how much money he had, and swear, and that's what he'd have to pay. Amarle says Ravashi. Well, I'll tell you why I have the deep in thought look on my face. If the claim was for, I don't know, $47 in cash, $352 in cash, whatever it was, money, That's right, that, that would be the case. Haha. however, he's saying, de margenisa Oh, he had like a you know, 3.5 carat diamond from his great-grandmother valued at $74,000, something like that. This is my issue, colon. Is it normal for a person to put a valuable jewel in a money box, although or not? And that's what it wasn't clear. And the basic rule of thumb that we're seeing on all these things is anything that would be normal, whether it was a house that was burned down, whether it was a money box, anything that was destroyed willingly by somebody else, we allow the party who had their thing destroyed to come and swear, as long as it's within the realm of what's normal. Well, what do we say over here? He says he had a jewel in there. Is that normal or not? Teku, the issue remains unresolved. Let's say it was, uh, you know, um, Freddie, the pyromaniac, burned down Bob's house. Bob comes and says, yeah, I don't know the whole house, let's just say, you know, a little uh, wood shack. He says, I had a silver cup, a caspa, casa de caspa, bebira, mai. Is that reasonable or not? Amarle, so he says back, I guess this would be Ravashi saying back to Rav Yehmer, well, you've got to like assess the situation. Each situation is different. Chazina we have to see. E inish Ahmed, who, if he's a man of means, of, of wealth, of stature, de'isle casa de caspa, it would be totally normal for him to have a silver cup then we assume he had the silver cup. This is very interesting. Even if he has no financial ability, he's a very trustworthy person. So much so to Mifkadi inishkabeh that people would trust him that they would leave their silver cup with him. Mishnaba, he can take a shvua shackle, and he's entitled to collect that from the person who was responsible for burning down his little house. V'ilo, and if not, lav kol kamine. There's no way we're letting some guy who, you know, we don't, he has no assets, don't no really trust him, come and claim that he had anything of significance in his house that was burnt. really Rav Adab Rehder of Ravashi, and I double underline these four words, Ma Ben Gazlan Hamasan. Really, it's a Chamsan, but we've got Hamas coming out of our ears these days in Eretz Yisrael. What's the difference between... A thief and a thief. They both translate as a thief, but they're different types of thief. What's the difference between them? Amarle, so says Ravashi. I think Ravashi is answering all these questions here. So, the last uh, eight, nine lines. Chamsan, which I underlined, Yohiv Domi. He takes what he feels he wants, but he gives compensation, monetary compensation, to the person he took it from. Whereas Gazlan, and I underlined Gazlan, Lo Yohiv Domi, does not give money, he just takes it. Amrale um, says back though Ravada, Rav Rabavya Travashi, well one second, Rabbi. If the chamsen is giving money for it, e Yohiv Domi, Khamson Karaslay, you gonna call it a chamsen? He's paid for it. The Ha'amarni he even proves his question, didn't Ravuna say that let's say I like I, I really want your um, emerald green bowling ball, Yarachmil, and um, like I keep nagging you and nagging you and then I one day I know put you in a noose and tie you up in a tree and I say, you're going to sell me that? I say, yeah, yeah, sure, Horowitz. I'll sell it to you. I'll sell it to you. Taluha, Literally, they hung him or they, they forced him. Vizovon, and he sold it. Zvine, Zvine. It's a good sale. Now, it might not be the nicest way to go about doing business, but it's a good sale. You can't call that person a, uh, a chamsan. Loy We make a f- very clear distinction between a seller who might have wanted to sell or not wanted to sell and a chamsan. Here's the distinction. When Ravhuna said his din that if somebody agrees to sell it, it's sold. That's Ammar Rait Sa'ani. Where the guy at the end did say, okay, fine, I agree. He might not have been so happy about it, but that he did agree. Whereas Ha, ahamsin is he sold it and he received the money, but he never said De'Amar, he never said Rait Sa'ani that I agree. Says the Mishnah, it's uh, it a few weeks after Hanukkah, the old gets you have a guy who's banging on his anvil or whatever he's doing, and there's sparks, and he's in there just to rob him, and it, it goes, uh, sparks fly out, and um, do damage, like hit something, and it gets on fire and burns it. He would be chayev. Got to be careful with uh, that. Kamal. Let's say you have a gamal, camel shayaton, pishtan, that was laid in carrying flax. Flax stocks are usually quite long. Um, the Avabar rabim going through the public area and his pishtan stock sort of like juts into into a store of somebody and it there was you know, before they had electricity and light bulbs and, and incandescent light bulbs fluorescent light bulbs and all sorts of light bulbs and it got lit on fire by the flame of the shop owner and it ended up burning down a whole uh, Bira does not mean like Empire State Building. It didn't mean building, whatever the building was. The balgam Gamal is chayev. You have to be very careful, just like probably if you were driving and you had some long ladder sticking out the side of your car and and you you know caused some damage in that way, I think even in America, in Israel, you'd be chayev for that. So too over here. If, however, the shop owner left the candelabra, the Nair outside his shop, which is not normal. You can do it inside your shop, but not necessarily outside. Then the chenvah is Yitzchayev, if some camel comes by with a piece of flax sticking out and, and uh, it, it gets uh, lit on fire. Rabbi Yehuda, we underline, he says bener Chanaka potter. Mm-hmm. If the fire outside is the uh, menorah on Chanukah time, then the shop owner would be potter. That's the end of the Mishnah, says the Gemara. Ravina makes a suggestion. The suggestion takes about six lines till the last of the narrow lines on the Amud. Says Ravina, Mishmei Rava, Shma we can conclude from the last line of the Mishnah here of Rabbi Yehuda, that ner it must be mitzvah hanicha chasara, that it is the proper way to fulfill the mitzvah, to leave it within ten t'vachem of the ground. I don't know, about, let's say, about three feet above the ground. De sal because if you were possibly to think that you could leave it, oh, I don't know, 8 feet, 10 feet, 12 feet above the ground, then why in the world does Rabbi Yehuda say that if a guy left his near Hanukkah out there, it would be potter? Well, why? malay. Let the one who just got all this damage done, or the guy who's got the building right next door that's burned down, let him say uh, to, to, um, to this person, why is he leaving an open flame? It's interesting. I don't know if it was in a box. How did they keep it going? But anyway, he should have put it like 10 feet up or 12 feet up. From the fact that that's not a claim that could be made, it must be that there's a mitzvah, because the specific mitzvah is to leave it. Essentially, what we would call relatively low down on the ground. Okay, so that was a suggestion made by Ravina in the name of Rava. The Gemara rejects that suggestion and says, Low really, I'll tell you that a person could totally fulfill their mitzvah, feel the, He could have it, let's say, 8, 10, 12 feet up, totally fulfill the mitzvah. Now, why then is he able to get off the hook for causing some sort of fire? My Amris. What do you say that the, the camel driver um, who's pished on, lit something on fire, she said, "Well, you should have put it eight, 10 feet up. Came to be mitzvah no, that's not a reasonable claim Because why was the person leaving the flame outside in the first place? It's a mitzvah, Since it's a mitzvah kulei hai, le The rabbis did not want people to have to go through Now, if you want to, it's great And you want to do all sorts of extra things, fine But in general, something that's a, a mitzvah um, For, I guess, at least near Yishu If not for everyone They didn't want to hassle the people to have to do that You have a minaret, eight, ten feet up You'd have to have a ladder You'd have to get a special um, uh, shelf for it And therefore... It, that's not the case. So it could be that you would maybe ideally leave it with intense vachim, but it could certainly be higher. But not too high. Amar of Kahana, Darash of Nasan Bar Minui, Mishmeder Tanchum, Ner if you put it more than 20 amas above the ground level by your doorway, Psula, it would be invalid, Ke Sukkah, Ke Mavui, just like a Sukkah that is more than 20. 20 amas is considered beyond, both in the physical world and I guess in some sort of Rukhni way, beyond that which is normally in the view of a typical person looking ahead. And therefore the shach on the sukkah and the kaira on the mavui, and in this case the minaira would uh, have to be within 20 hours from the ground. Hadralah ha Muruba. Merubah. midas midas is greater, or we'll say covering more instances or cases is the situation where somebody would have to pay double for what they did than when they would have to pay four or five. Why is that? Tashumi what does it apply to? No ben be Whether the person in this case probably stole uh, took him properly something that is alive, like a sheep or a cow who been bedavershane by a boom box or a bowling ball. As opposed to Midas Tashum Brachamisha, the whole concept of having to pay four or five times Anohegis Ella, it only applies to a shore and a sebilvad, shenamar. Like the Pasuk itself says, ki ish, if a person steals, shor oiseh, uttevachayo and then either slaughters it or sells it, that's we'll have to pay the four or five. Period. Here's another interesting halacha. Ein Now, normally, let's say I steal from you, I got to pay double. And let's say I stole a sheep from you and I sold it or, 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 um, or, or slaughtered it, so I'd have to pay maybe four or five. Let's say, though, I stole something from you and then David steals it from me. Okay. Aina Gainavakaraganov. David would be the one who's stealing from the person who stole it already. He does not pay I don't I cannot go to him and uh, have him pay Tashuma Kaifel. And also lo achar Akharaganov, if the person stole it from somebody else who stole it, and the last person who currently has it, he sells it or checks it, he does not pay Tashumerva hamisha. That's all a din within one person owns it and then another person stole it. Okay, that is the Mishnah. The Gemara mentions something else that could have been listed, but wasn't listed off as a difference between double and four-five. Ve'ilu, and this whole, I guess, almost next line and a half, was not mentioned in the Mishnah. Ve'ilu, the following. Midas Hashomei Kei oh, because paying double applies. Ben Beganav, Ben be Tainas Ganav. There's a real case of a ganav. Someone stole it, and then there's the guy who's supposed to have it. Who says, "Yeah, yeah, it got stolen," but then it really wasn't stolen. He pocketed it. He put it in his, uh, you know, underneath his pillow, and having to pay four or five times, That only applies by a ganav. That whole thing, that whole suggestion, connector ketani, was not stated. What does it sound like? It sounds like paying four or five by a tiny tiny you would have to if he actually was the one who shechted it or he actually was the one who sold it. Now, why are we saying this? Because this would be a support to a Amara statement. Messiah Leila Rabbi Yebaraba de, and I underline the name Amra um, Rabbi Yebaraba, Amra B'Yeh Yichanan, Hatoan Tainas, Ganav He put a number one above Ganav Kodan. Yerachmiel gave me something to watch. Uh, he comes back, hey Horowitz, you got that thing of mine? Oh, you'll never guess what. It was stolen, Yerachmiel. And then it turns out really that I know I took it, yeah, it was it was found in, in my house. Mishal and Tashume I would have to pay double. Number two, hey uh, Horowitz, you come and ask me, uh, where, where's my uh, sheep? And I say uh, uh, it was stolen. And then it really turns out I shafted it or I sold it. Mishal and Tashumi Rvachamisha. Okay, so this basically what we said would be a support for Rafiya Barabam Rabyachan. Igadamri, I squiggled in the Igadamri. And the Iqad Amri we don't say definitively it was a support. We ask, should we say that this is a support? Lema, should we say the way that our Mishnah was taught and that which it left out would be a b'yoychanan? same thing. In this Amri the Gemara says, not necessarily. Why? Because that I guess, diuk that we made from what the Mishnah didn't say, mi ketani. Did the Mishnah start off by saying, Ain bain, like Tashumi Kefal versus Tashumi HaMisha? It didn't. What did it say? What's the first word of our Mishnah? Merubah. I put right angles around meruba. Meruba ketani, which is greater are the cases of X than Y, which, you know what, doesn't mean it's listing off every case. It's listing off some of them, and some of them it's not listing off. Tana, some things were taught. Vishir, and some things were left out. time to go a little bit further sure Mili, where do we know this from this is like the basic i guess source for having to pay double um standard cases when something is uh stolen or you're supposed to be watching something and it's uh not there anymore when the person comes back to get it how do we know what it covers so we quote a pasuk. This is from. Do you have a quote it? There is it. Shmays Chavbeis pasuk uh, Yud Aleph. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I uh, would. Uh, 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 well, it's not Chav Aleph. Chavbeis Ches. Chavbeis Ches. Okay, so Chavbeis Ches in 22 verse 8. Here's what it says. now I'll just read the whole pasuk. I'll call Da'var Pesha. I'll show Alchamor. I'll say We're going to darshan that as a klal. Uprat, Here we go. Alkol or pesha for anything that you were negligent. That's a general term. What things are we talking about? Well, anything. So, kalal, comma. Another quote. Al-shor, al-chamor, al-sa, al-samit. lists off four items. An ox, a donkey, a sheep, and a jacket. Okay, that's a prat. Those are specific things. Kama, and then the puzzle continues. kol aveda for anything that was lost. Now, this must be talking about an aveda. What type of things do you have to um, return? Chazer What are you left with? Kama, klal, lupratu, Well, what do you do with that? Iyatadan prat. Kolon, prat Those things listed off, they're all metaltel. they're movables, vegufoy moman, and they're intrinsically valuable for what they're valuable for. Avkol, so to anything else, metaltel that is movable, vegufoy moman. What would that come to exclude? So here we're going to have four things that would be excluded from this. Yatsu said exclusion of Karkois, I underline the word yatsu for land. She ain't land is not movable. You can take back dirt from Israel or mud from the Dead Sea, but essentially, really, land is immovable. Uh, yatsu, I underline the word yatsu. Avadim. Leroy or Tyrone would not be included in this. Because you know, there's a scriptural connection between the laws of land and the laws of slaves. Yatsu to the exclusion of shtarois. Let's say I'm holding an IOU and it says uh, Bob owes me $100. Well, that piece of paper is not worth $100. It's basically She'af al pisha metalthalin is certainly movable, but in gu It's not intrinsically valuable. It's worth the two cents of the piece of paper, not the other $100 that's written into it as a loan. And finally, Yotza, to the exclusion of I underline Yotza, hektish, because the Pasuk says Re'ehu, I put that in quotation marks, Ksiv. It has to be something that your, your co-nationalist owns, not something that's owned by the, the Holy Temple. That's the end of the Sinaic source. Okay, the Gemara now asks a question. Well, one second. We had our list of pratim here. What was it? Shor, chamor, sen, salma. So why not say, ima prat davar shenevei a dead shor, a dead chamor, a dead se, mitama b'magomasa. will transfer tuma, whether somebody touches it or burdens it, it means that carries it. af kol losa mitama masa So to... Say any other type of animal that would be metam magumasa, aval is low. But birds, not. Because birds are only, at the most, metam they're not metam magumasa. The Gemara answers, well, one second. You said, right, that's good for shor, chamor, and se. There was one prat at the end, salma, like a jacket, a piece of clothing. But, salma and And therefore, you can't say that it's coming to exclude. Birds, the Gemara asks. Well, one second. Obviously, a jacket is not an animal. What we're saying is, Anan kamrina. We're only focusing on the list of pratim that were animals in the pasuk, and that was shor, chamor, and se. Ema therefore Maybe if you're dealing with inanimate objects like a jacket, or for that matter, a pair of pants, or for that matter, an emerald green bowling ball, that would be the case. When you're dealing with live animals, comma connector, and only the type of live animal, that if it's dead, it would transfer tumor that way. However, low. Now, why would we look at the pasuk that way? There's a very interesting. How do you look when you have, we had a klal? Now, it wasn't a klal, one prot another klal, it was a klal and four prots. sure chamor, se salma. There's two ways that you could darshan that. You could either darshan that is that each one of the prats builds on the previous one, or each one of the prats is viewed as its own klaloprata klal. So you'd really have sort of like four klaloprata klal. So you'd have klal, then the word shor then the word the klal. Klal, then the word chamor, then the klal. is as you'd look at them as four separately mudim or as one altogether. So the way the Gemara presents this is daha kol chad v'chad, that we darshan each one on its own. If we do that, again, you would exclude birds from being included in that. So the Gemara either answers, or maybe this is a suggestion because it might get rejected, but no, because if that's the way that it was learned, Im Cain, that we're darshaning each one separately, Nicht Rahmana Chad Prata. Why do you have to write shor, chamor, se? Just write shor. And we would say that which is nevelosa, metame, abeis, abliya, so to, uh, that metame, that excuse me, magobamasa, so to any other animal, but birds, no. But it didn't. It had shor, and chamor, and se. The Gemara says, well, that's a nice suggestion, but your suggestion it should have only risen one of the three animals? Which one? It couldn't, because anyone that would have written, I would have had the, the incorrect understanding. Hey, Niklev Rachmana. So, like, which one are you suggesting that the Pasuk could have written, and I would have known everything? And we're going to go over each one now. I, I squiggle under the word, e I, just the word shore in the Pasuk, underline shore. Hava mean I would have thought, oh, you know what's unique about shore and anything like it? It's the type of animal that's carved, the that can be offered as a korban. In yes, but Shain Karvag beach, I could say a donkey. You can't offer a donkey as a karban, maybe low. And therefore you couldn't just write short. If it only wrote donkey, I don't like the word donkey, Havamina would have thought, well, this type of animal that's kadosh that has holiness with its firstborn, like uh, donkeys do the truth is, cows and sheep also do in. That's the type of animal that would be included in this issue. However, she'en Kaddish low. But something that doesn't have Kaddish B'bechayra, maybe not. Kama. Amri, okay. Then which words do we need? Shor and chamor. So Imke ke'en ichzef and chamor. Kama, that third term. In quotation marks. Se. Lamali, why do you have the word se there then? Well, there we go. Shwamina Lasuye Eifais. It must be coming to include some other type of creature. Birdies. Birds. The Gemara asks us on this. Well, okay, fine. Does it include big bird? Does it include the roadrunner? Does it only include kosher birds? Ve'ema, I'll tell you. You know what is coming to include Lasuye Eifais? Tahirim well, if it's se, se is a kosher, I could serve like se to my guests, I can eat a se. Maybe the birds are also like chickens and uh um uh torum and binayina. similar to se de mitama bigadama basaplia. The type of let's call it a kosher bird or a tahor bird. If somebody eats it when they swallow it, it would transfer tuma. Avaloifa is tumeyim, like the roadrunner or an ostrich or something like that, the less behu Tuma, tumah, they not even metamah begadam base abliya. There's no maga, there's no masa, there's no metamah Bagadama base abliya. If it's a dead one, maybe you know it wouldn't be included. Now I have written in here a ella, And, uh, Ella always changes the direction. It doesn't actually say it in the girsa, but I think that this is a, a change in mahalech, new mahalech. A regular Kalo project would be that this could be a problem. The word, though, we go back to the Bryce we opened with, that's ten lines from the bottom of the previous album, but Al-Kol-Davar-Pesha. It doesn't say Al-Davar-Pesha. It says Al-Kol-Davar-Pesha. That word, Kahl, in quotation marks, is a rebui Now, more inclusive than a klal is a ribui and therefore would come to include even birds now is that a general rule that wherever the word kol is used, if it sounds familiar because we had this about like a week, week and a half ago, if it doesn't sound familiar, that's okay it's been a long week, week and a half should we say anywhere the word kol is used, that where you use we darshan it not only as a, a klal but as a more inclusive ribui the Gemara asks the question, the question takes about seven lines to develop, goes down till uh, last word on the line is uh, Klala. So here we go. The chol you're going to tell me then that any time the Pesach uses the word kol, ribu it's a ribui, question markama, vahagabe meiser, when it comes to meiser sheni, um, meiser sheni, uh, produce that grows in the land of Israel during certain years, the second time, you can either schlep all of that produce up to Yerushalayim or you can simply sell it where you are and bring the money to purchase stuff when you get to um, Yerushalayim. What type of stuff? Shawarma? Yeah. Um, Wine? Yeah. Um, Beer? Yeah. Um, Mickey Mantle, 53, um, second year card? No. Emerald Green Bowling Ball? No. So here's how we know that. The parameters are, it says the word call, and we were just told the word kol is a ribui but yet we learn as a kaloprat de Sanya. Again, we, we had this about a week and a half ago. Price goes about five lines. It's the pasuk describing what you spend your sheni money on. It says hakasef Bekhol, underline the word Asher ta'ava That's the first part of the Pasuk. You can spend the money on anything that you want. That's a klal Then it goes off to list some things. Babakar that's a prat. Kama. And then the Pasa continues for another four words, quote, Ube kol. And I underline the word kol again. Asher tishal Anything that you want? Chaz What do we do with this? Klal klal. Kama ietadan prat. You can only include things similar to the prat. Well, what's similar to the prat here? Maha prat mefurosh. Pri, mi pri. It's something that comes from something else. Like wine comes from Grapes and um, cattle and sheep come from their mommy cattle and sheep, or cows I mean, used. Um, and they all grow from the ground, or they are sustained from things like grass that sustains the cow that grows from the ground. So too, it's got to also be, anything else that's included, it has to be in a pre-mi-pre, pre, which would exclude water. Interestingly enough, you would not be able to buy that uh, may aid in Neviot bottles with your Meister shaney money, because that's water, and um, or I don't know, mushrooms and truffles and things like that that grow on the ground, not in the ground. Vegidule Karka. And it also has to uh, be sport from the ground, which would exclude that delicious salmon, because those actually don't grow from the ground. So it's interesting, you could not spend your, if you wanted to go and have some some Perrier water with a piece of salmon, you could not spend your rice or shiny money. If you wanted to have a cup of wine with a steak, you could spend your rice or shiny money on that. Anyway, that's the end of this next source. Why are we bringing it in? Because you see the word kol, and the word kol is darshaned only as a klal, not as the more expensive ribui. So the more answers, well, there's a big difference here, Amri. Ba kol, I double in on the base, is a klala. What, what did we have the first word here in the price was ba kol. It would say bakola And then the closing claw was u ba as opposed to our word, which is just a plain old call without the base at the beginning, ribuyahu. That's a ribuy. So it could be more expansive if it's just the generic call, whereas ba kol has to be limited to be a claw. alternatively, would Sema. Well, sema, here's Well, speaking on there's another answer. Kol klalah hu. The word kol in general is a klal, meaning like klal prat klal. It can be inclusive, but not all-inclusive. Mihu. Kol, I put that word in quotation marks, Dehacha, the kol in this case, is a ribuyahu And we'll see why it's a ribuy. Now, i had asked what pasuk that was. Um, initially, I'll call Davar Pesha, and you had said Shmois uh, Chavbeis Ches, twenty-two eight. That's correct. I would highly recommend, with a open chumash, looking two psukim earlier to Shmois Chavbeis pasuk Vav. they are two psukim, and this is what it tells us. Michdi Now, this is a proof that the call in this case in pasuk Ches is a much more inclusive. Klal, which is even, we'll call it a ribui. You know why? Because basically, he told us everything two earlier in verse six. Why then is it repeating in verse eight? And here we go. Michti kseiv meikara in pasuk vav klalu klal. And here's two earlier. How does the pasuk say ish el When a man gives to his friend, that's a klal. Gives what? Anything. Then it says over there kesef o kalim. Okay, that's, those are specific things, money or kalim, that's a prat. Then the Pasuk continues and uses the word lishmor to watch over, that's like general, watch over anything, hadar ve kalal. Now, you already have a klal uprat, klal telling you what sort of items would be included in Pasuk vav. V'i if you were to think then, hi, and this is a quote from Pasuk ches, tupsukim later, of al koldav Pesha is also coming to tell you, nami, to tell you a klal uprat Hudaasa. da'asa, well, one second, why do you have a Klaluprat telling you what you need to know in Pasuk Vav and then another Klaluprat in Pasuk Ches, if you should have just written Rachmana, Lahani Pranti, all these things that were listed in Pasuk Ches, Shor, Chamor, Se, and Salma, Gabeheich, list that off in Pasuk Vav, Klaluprat, in which case, in Pasuk Ches, then when it says, quote, four words, Alkoldov Arpesha Lamali, Shmami No, that there's an exception, and it must be, it's a rebuihu. it's almost like, it's an additional pusuk sort of telling you what we already knew from the earlier pusuk, You know why it's there? It's to tell you ribui. Okay. Well, hashta now that we have said that in pusuk ches, the word kol is a ribuya, then why do you need to list off all the other things? You have the word kol. Kol includes everything. Why, why listing off? Shor, chamor, sen, salma. Kol, honey, prati, lamali, question mark. What do you need them for? So, here we go. And <coughs> I remember, because it was only at the bottom of the previous Ammud, a bunch of things that were excluded from the halacha, and this is what we use it for. Chad, I underline the word chad, is the mute karka. That one of them is to tell you, now the word kol sounds like everything, even birds, yeah, yeah, even birds. Everything? Oh no, one of them is the mute karka, that land is not applicable to this. The chad, the Mute avadim, Leroy and Tyrone, not applicable, and the other one was to you know, an IOU, $100. Well, how much is that paper worth? Two cents? Okay, that's not included. And Salma, the final word that we brought, I underline the word Salma, is the Meutei Davar She'einoy Mesuyam. Eino Mesuyam would be, it has no simonim. There, there's no defining characteristics of it. For instance, the always used to say, a cantaloupe. Okay How can you tell me It's your cantaloupe Or my cantaloupe I can't tell you If it's you know, the baseball card Even I can tell you It's got a little nick in it But not a cantaloupe um, Okay The opening Brice that we had About ten lines From the bottom Of the previous samud Was al kol davar Pesha Shore Al chamor Al sal And then It closed with a Al kol That's another kol word well, I have a lot of kol words Over here So what's the Closing um, In Pasuk Ches Al kolaveda. What do we do with that Well we conclude with this: Lekidir Khibarab I underline his name. Tamar Reb This is a very interesting one. Hatoyin Tainas Ganav. A lot of times, let's say, Yerachmil, you left your emerald green bowling ball uh, with me. I was going to watch it. You came back. I said, Oh, Rachmil, never believe it. It was stolen. And like a week later, it's found in you know underneath my bed. So uh, that's a typical case of a Tainas Ganav. Here's another one: Hatoyin Tainas Ganav Not where someone deposited by me, but I found an item. And I'm a mitzvah boy, and I'm going to return it. And then I really like this item; I would actually like to keep it. You know, you can even rationalize that Hashem had you find it because He meant for you to have it. And uh, uh, mishalom. Now, you might even say to the person, "Well, I found it, and then like something happened to it. Like it's unbelievable. I found your emerald green bowling ball, but I don't know, like it was stolen or something. Uh, really, you have it, and you make the mistake of going to the same bowling lanes that the guy who Bowling ball you found goes and he says hey Horowitz that looks very similar to my Emerald green bowling ball. It's actually got my initials on it, Horowitz. So a ganav aveda kefel. That's what's coming to include. Not only a guy who was given something as a deposit and then says it's a ganav, but actually he's towing a tiny ganav. He claims it was a ganav and something that he found. He'll also pay kefel shanemar i aveda. That's what the call word is going to include. Even the guy who found it Asher yoimar. He was a period,